Hey friends, welcome to our second episode of Beyond Sunday, where we are talking about living our faith, living as Christians in our world, well, beyond Sunday, right? Uh, glad you're joining me. We've started last uh, week talking about uh, ancient paths and our way to grow uh, in our faith, we said others have called it rule of life. Others have called it spiritual disciplines. We're calling it the ancient path, and we're uh, wrestling through what it means to grow in our faith and how we do that. So today, we're talking about the gathering of the church, right? I'm going to use two specific terms, and I think that you and I, as believers, must be committed to the weekly gathering of the church, let me read Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 uh, for us as we start. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain that is through his flesh. So he's painting the picture for those who were Jewish who understood the temple and the tabernacle and the, the curtain that divided off the Holy of Holies. It says, verse 21, And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, who is our great high priest? Christ. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works. Verse 25, here's where it talks about the gathering. Let us not neglect to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage each other with all the more as you see the day approaching. This gathering together is uh, referred to the the original language it says ecclesia this is the gathering or the assembling of people right this was actually a secular term that christians in the first century adopted into uh, their christian life so the ecclesia simply means the assembled ones or the gathered ones why is it that some neglect the ecclesia why is it that some neglect they started in the first century neglected it. Still in our day, some neglect it. So why? We wrestled a group with us and came up with so many reasons why we believe Christians neglect the gathering of God's people. Some are not discipled. They don't understand the importance of it. They've not been taught that and, and shown that, walked with through that. Others are just putting things before, right? They have, they have idols in their life. They're things that they're, they're putting before the gathering of believers together. Their leisure, their uh, travel, their ball, whatever it is, they're putting other things before it. And so we are told that we must not neglect the gathering together. So when the church gathers, the ecclesia gathers, what is it that we do when we gather? And as we come up with our list of things the church does when it gathers, is that what Scripture teaches? Or is that just the tradition of man? Some of our list that happens when the church gathers together, the ecclesia meets together, we talked about the sacraments, right? We, we take communion together regularly. We remember what Christ has done for us. We evaluate during that 
Lord's Supper time, our life? Is it in alignment with Scripture? Are we living a holy life? Is there sin we need to repent of? We look around as we share this meal and we see the unity among other believers as we take this meal together. Of course, we open the Scripture together, right? We, we read it, we proclaim it, we preach it. We do that when we gather. We pray together. Yes, you can pray as an individual, you can pray at home, you can pray as a family, but you can't pray corporately as a church family until you are gathered. We sing together. We give praise to the Lord. We give of our tithes and our offerings. We minister together. In other words, we use our spiritual gifts to serve one another. We care for the needs of one another. Some are poor among us. They struggle among us. We come together and we uh, meet their needs. Church discipline, we don't talk much about that, but of course, church discipline is enacted whenever we uh, come together. We actually had a church discipline issue within our body that more than took more than seven and a half years, almost eight years now. And um, in recent days, there's been a restoration of that relationship. One who had been under church discipline, removed from the body, um, made a phone call to me, uh, wanted to repent of that sin and wanted to restore that relationship. We then sat down together over a meal because I believe that that is a biblical uh, thing to do, to share a meal together, showing unity and oneness and forgiveness. So for just a moment, think about your experience with the local church. Think about your context. How has that experience, have you had a good experience with the local church? Have you maybe had some bad experiences with the local church, right? When, when we have those good experiences with the local church, we would typically say it's one of those things we named, right? It's because the local church is doing what it should be doing when it gathers. And often when we have a bad experience, it's because the local church is not doing what it should be doing when it gathers, typically, typically. Secondly, though, the, the word ecclesia is the first part of our discussion, but we're going to move a little deeper into another Greek term that is uh, has so much meaning. It's called koinonia, koinonia. And koinonia is different than the ecclesia, the large gathering. It has to do with fellowship, right? It has to do with biblical fellowship. I'm not talking about fellowship. Hey, we get together with a cup of coffee. We talked about the game. Hey, we sat down for lunch together and we talked about parenting and different things. That's not what, what I'm talking about. This is a deeper level of relationship with a believer, right? This is a true biblical fellowship. And, and this is something that I also am convinced that we need weekly. This is sharing in common is what this is. So listen to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. As the church gets its start, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. The word here is koinonia, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So the question here in fellowship is, did, did they just get together and have coffee? Uh, no, they got together and they prayed together. They asked each other hard questions to hold one another accountable. They helped each other grow. This is a deeper type of bond with a fellow believer. We need this weekly. We need this weekly. Philippians chapter 2, first three verses says, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, 
any con, uh, any love and any koinonia, fellowship with the Spirit, any affliction and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important as yourself. This word fellowship, koinonia, is used more than 20 times in the New Testament. So ask yourself, what would it look like to have true biblical koinonia in our world today? What would those conversations look like to sit over a cup of coffee or to to have a weekly face-to-face or a weekly meal together with another believer? What would it look like to actually go a bit deeper than maybe what we have experienced in the past? We wrestled with this question together in our small group. Why do many, if not most, Christians not experience koinonia? Once you have experienced koinonia, there's really no going back for you. You know what it's like to have this ongoing, challenging relationship. But why do you think most don't have that? We came up with things like it's just difficult to be transparent in our world today. We value our independence we come up with things like we're not, it's not modeled for us. We're not discipled into that type of relationship. But this is the biblical model for us as believers to follow. This koinonia relationship is not only good for us, it's needed desperately among the believers today. You will grow in your faith if you are gathered with the ecclesia, the church gathered, to do the things that we are called by Scripture to do. And then you take it to another level of koinonia, a deeper biblical fellowship one-on-one with another believer where you challenge one another. Now, it also can be in a small group, right? It's also a small group. It's part of the, our connect groups. We want you to be in there. We want you asking questions. We want you wrestling with the Scripture. We want you praying together for one another. But listen, you have to choose it. You have to choose it. According to our scripture, all the way from the first century, there have been those who have been neglecting the gathering, the ecclesia. Think about how many have also neglected the koinonia. Are you, will you commit yourself to the ecclesia and to the koinonia today? Father, I thank you for these few minutes. I thank you for these scriptures that teach us that you've given us this incredible gift of the gathering of your church. All the one another's of scripture, the only way we can do it is together with your people. And then, Lord, as another gift, you've given us this opportunity to go deeper with one or two or a small group. Lord, I pray that you would use, that you would allow those gatherings to take place at our church all throughout the week, all throughout our city. And we pray that we go grow deeper in our faith and our relationship with you. And we pray this in the good, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, thank you for joining me today. I hope it's helpful. We'll see you next week.